Book your tickets to Vegas. Get your hotel. What is the noises? Why are you doing this? What a game. What a game. What a game. What a game. game. It is amazing what a week does for you. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Last week, you're ready to take the Never doubted him, baby. Shut up. (laughs) So let's go double O, the Odyssey app. We're going to get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hi. My name is Pat Duffy. It is a completely different outlook this week than it was the last time we talked to you. And it's actually been more than a week uh, for a couple of reasons. Yeah. So, uh, first off, we wanted to wait till after the Monday Night Football game between the Chiefs and the Eagles because we figured that would factor into how the Bills were going to play this game on Sunday, upcoming game. Slapper of a game, too. Yes, it was. We'll get to that uh, later in the show. But uh, more importantly, everybody's sick. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I, on, I'm on the mend, but... I, I, yeah, good for you. Thank you. I I got chill. I woke up with chills the night after I talked to you the first time. Uh, take a salt tablet. Which was, yeah, bro, I thought I was dying. Like, take a salt tablet. Terrible. My, we, my daughter had a hockey tournament two weeks ago. There was some patient zero in that hockey tournament sure. that gave some awful cold to everybody on that team. Mm-hmm. And it's now exactly a week later, and I still feel like garbage. Terrible. Yeah, and I, I feel the same way. I'm on the mend, like I mentioned. Um, I generally don't get sick, so when I do, it's threat level midnight for I love everyone how you around say, me. Bro, that's going to change soon because your daughter just started going to preschool. Yeah, it's December. No, I'm saying, November. I'm saying, like... She started in September. Yeah. It's been two and a half months. Yeah, but she goes to school, what, two days a week? Three days a week. Okay, so when she starts going every day, you're going to be sick every other week. Please, bring it on. Okay, Iron I thought I was once like you, man. It used to be just like you, man. It used to be about the wellness. Now it's all about the illness. So the Bills back. <laughs> uh, I mean, they the the offense looked fantastic um, against eight. And w- let's also keep this in mind because I was saying this after the first three drives or watching it with family. That were obviously you want them to get in the end zone, but coming away with nine points after three drives, it's like, oh man, like why can't they convert? This is what we've seen. Okay, all right, now we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting um, ahead of ourselves. All right, so to answer your question, uh, yeah, I do think they're back. All right, the Bills come flying out of the gate Sunday afternoon against the Jets, and that first- quite literally, dude. Quite literally. Your special teams player of the week, Reggie Gilliam, hit that man so hard, he ended up in customs in the Peace Bridge. Dude, I he... Oh, man. You know what's so great about that, too? Gibson was the, the returner mm-hmm. for New York. Yep. And he, if everyone recalls, was the one who took the punt return in overtime to the house against the Bills in week one. Yep. So for him to, to be the one to be like, all right, here we go. Let's make some magic. Bang! Reggie Gilliam literally broke him in half. You think Reggie had some leftover anger over that, that overtime leg whip? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was the one who got tripped. So as I forgot about that. Yeah. So he, it's, a, it's all po- poetic, man. Again, it's all full circle. But again, he got leg whipped at the 10-yard line. Oh, like You've still, already yeah. allowed him to gain 60 yards on the punt return. Of course. So I'm just saying, you know, it doesn't fit my narrative, so shut up. So you just touched on it. The first big test for this new Bills offense shows up right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. New offensive coordinator Joe Brady is set up for perfectly for his debut. You have the ball inside the 25, the QB usage you wanted more than anyone in the world. You have, mind you, too, you have the ball after you deferred. Like You're right. You're right. It's right. a complete reversal of what happened last week. Exactly. And you went backwards. Yeah. I got to be honest. Yeah. I want everyone to be honest in this room. Now, we're, we're an honest room. All both of us. When you they went backwards on that first drive, were you scared? Uh, be honest. I no, I, I guess maybe a little bit. But I but truly, I wasn't looking at it play to play. I was looking at it from like the uh, from the drive okay. perspective. Okay. But from the drive perspective. You went backwards. I mean, he took that sack on that first drive, right? Yeah. Was well, that yeah, it was, it was what? Like short, complete pass. No, incomplete pass, short, complete pass. 
I think sack. I think those were swapped. Whatever. Either way, and then there was the sack. Yeah, Both so they passes went were to behind or along the line of scrimmage. Okay, so now that we're now that we're jogging the memory a little bit, yeah, I was concerned at the end of that drive where it's like, okay, you got away with three points, and and at the time, like I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is the Jets' defense, you know. But um, but obviously my concerns were quelled for throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, they set things straight. I mean, the Bills scored thirty for the first time since the Dolphins game. Woo. They cover for the first time since the Dolphins Woo. game. Woo! Money, 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 money. And Josh looked like Josh again. Did you did you hear him mic'd up on the sideline? I'm back, baby. I, I think I'm effing back. I, I, I feel like I'm back. And w- expletives removed. This is a radio. This is a family friendly show. So here's what makes me a little bit nervous. And before we get into what makes me nervous, Joe Brady New segment. <laughs> what makes me nervous? Making Pat nervous. Joe Brady did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Like reading things the last three days, I don't think people understand how hard it was with 120 hours total to game plan for one of the best defenses in the NFL, what he did. Mm-hmm. He couldn't really implement new stuff. He had to call plays and make a difference in a system that was not working the last six weeks, mm-hmm. and he did it. And once he got comfortable, the Jets' defense was completely out of sorts. And this is coming from a guy who looks like he's about to drop bars at Freestyle Friday at Okay, MCC. put a pin in that. We'll come back. <laughs> they ran the ball when they wanted to. They had routes open all afternoon long. The Jets, learning from opening night, blanketed digs on every single play. Uh And Josh still had his best night in a while, finding Kincaid and Cook and Shakir all night. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, digs completely covered. Gabe Davis, zero targets. Yeah. And and of course, but also, but but that's a benefit to Josh, where like he's finding the open receivers. Ty Johnson got into the game big time. Okay. But 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 that's you taking advantage, James Cook, obviously in the yeah. passing game too yeah. like you're taking advantage of what's in front of you as opposed to trying to force that big play to your your uh, over the top receivers and digs and in, in davis okay so you perfectly transitioned where i wanted to go here oh wow look at that because sometimes we want something to be true so badly mm-hmm. we ignore certain things okay for example ryan football is a game of inches sure and we've talked about this on the show before i'm a crawl f- with your fingernails etc so forth i'm a firm believer that three or four plays in every single game, no matter how wide the margin of victory is, dictate what happens at the end of the game. And that's the difference between winning and losing. And the plays that the Bills hit on to blow that game open were very close plays. You bring up Ty Johnson. Yep. Fourth and two from the 28-yard line. Mm-hmm. A play-action swing pass to a running back that was on your practice squad three weeks ago. Revenge game. Don't and, downplay the uh, the revenge game aspect of it. But that's it. That play goes for a touchdown, and it was a great play call to get five yards on fourth and two. Sure. Fourth and one, I think it was. Or was it two? It, it doesn't was matter. two, yeah. Fourth down. No, because I remember saying, like, hey, this is not one. This is two. Uh, it wasn't designed to score. No. no you get no. what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a great individual effort by Ty Johnson in a revenge game to get in the end zone against a team that said, we don't want you anymore. Yeah. There is no way on that fourth and two when he called that play down that he thought they were going to the house there. No way. No chance. And had he been stopped at the 20-yard line, I think it's fair to wonder, based on how the Bills looked in the red zone, if at that point they were going to settle for three again. I Because mean, at I, that I, point, they were only 70, they were 75% missed inside the red zone. 
Yeah, I mean, possibly. Okay. Yeah, but but at the same time, it keeps the drive alive. Like I don't. don't it does. Jump it does. Ahead to. But there's a massive difference between an extra three points and an extra seven points there. Well, sure. Yeah, and and you could make the argument to, like because it's a game of inches. Like mm-hmm. you could make the argument the exact opposite way. You could say that if Sauce Gardner's arms were a quarter inch longer. So let's talk about that. The other play, the longest scoring play in the NFL thus far in twenty. Oh, I'm the transition king today. Well, he does go along the game. That's why I write the show this way. <laughs> 81-yard touchdown pass to Khalil Shakir. And once again, that play is not a play designed to score. No. It's Shakir with an amazing individual effort. Don Kincaid. Dude, he's he's all over the field. I love him. He's just a boy. Might have been a block in the back. No way. Uh, no chance. Go back and watch that it. Would be a weak, watch that it? would be a weak flag. You, he, he oh, got did I watch it? Look, he threw his arm out to make the effort of I'm not blocking to the back. <laughs> did I watch it? I watched it a thousand times. <laughs> but he was mic'd up, too. He got that through that little dude. He knew what he was doing. Dude, he didn't, yeah, what's he going to do? Guys, I did it with a block you I blocked him to the back. But, I mean, you that, see me grab his face mask? No flag means it's clean. However, on that pass... As you said, Sauce Gardner misses getting his hand on the ball by a literal inch. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, and I know you did too. Yeah. In, in real time, you thought he picked that ball up. Oh, 100%. Okay. I mean, maybe, I don't, maybe not picked it off, but like he definitely got a chunk of it, yeah. So there are two ways to look at that moment. Mm-hmm. Either the route was so good, and Josh was so dialed in in that moment, believing in himself now, because of the new offense that's there, that they can make those plays and they'll work again. Yeah. And that would be great. Mm-hmm. Or... Or... You caught a break that you haven't caught the last couple of weeks and that nothing about that offense was different other than you got bounces that you were due for the last six, seven weeks mm-hmm. playing in the NFL. Yeah. Obviously, you want it to be new offense, new team, things are great. Yeah. But after all we've seen all season long, I think it is fair to ask the question, did we just see we're finally getting the breaks we haven't gotten the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think that's that's completely fair. Um, but I also think too we've seen those kinds of passes be made in the in the past by Josh Allen. You know, it's yeah. it's not an outlier that like that's a fluke of a throw that just happened by God's grace get sure. into yeah. uh, you know to Khalil Shakir's hands. You saw it last year against uh, the Lions with that Stephon Diggs end of the game catch. Yeah, you saw it this year. Uh, I don't recall the game, but Quentin Morris's touchdown uh, that where Josh was threading the needle. Josh has shown Giants that game. Giants game. Thank you. He has shown Josh's. Uh, shown that he's been able to make those kinds of throws. So while it may be going into a little bit of dangerous territory against arguably the defensive player of the year in Sauce Gardner, then yeah, I mean, like it's it's a little dangerous, but you can't argue with the results. No, look, 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 don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm fine with him attempting those throws because I know he yeah. can make those throws. Anybody that watches the Bills over the last five years knows he has no problem pulling the trigger and he's going to hit on a larger percentage that he's going to miss. Yeah, for sure. The point I'm making is... Was that part of the issue the last couple of weeks where you, you the scheme wasn't getting you to that point where mm-hmm. you didn't have that open receiver? Or or is it the Bills have lost so many close games over the last six weeks that it was just a matter of time, like the Vikings last year where they won every single close game. Yeah. You were eventually going to hit on some of those close plays and you hit on all of them yeah. and it just happened to be the day the new offensive coordinator debuted. I mean... Dynamite rhetorical question that we'll never know the answer to. Well, no, we'll know the answer to it within the next couple of weeks. Well, at the but at the same time, though, I think like you have to understand that the result is such a confidence booster sure, for yes. this offense and for the team in general that like who cares, you know? Because like you can look at half of the games that they lost by by single digits by mm-hmm. one possession, yeah, uh, to where it goes down to like a handful of plays. To your point earlier, you know, if Gabe Davis doesn't fumble that ball against the Giants, uh, or was it against the Giants? I think it was. 
Um, no. after he had that long that long catch, it was they lost whatever the fumble game was. Yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, he, no, you're right. If Gabe Davis doesn't let that ball fly through his hands a week ago, they win that game against exactly. No, but that's the point I make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on the same page. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Um, but yeah, no, I th- whether it is just like a matter of those balls bouncing, like fantastic, I'll take it. But the balls bounced against a top three defense in the NFL, and heck yeah, I'm gonna take it all day. Okay, so going back to your question a second ago. When did the Bills hire 1999 Eminem as their new offensive coordinator? <laughs> Can we get a normal-looking offensive coordinator in Buffalo? He's using like a, a KitchenAid or KitchenMade uh, bowl on top of his head when he's doing that fresh edge up. Okay, like Brian Dable, big old pile of goo, sure. lovable big old pile of goo. <laughs> Ken Dorsey, total psycho. Joe Brady still has Limp Biscuit CDs in his car. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. The gold, Big rap rock guy. Gold chain on the outside of his shirt. <laughs> that was a tight line Sunday night on his head. I'm pretty sure I went to, to middle school with 19 Joe Brady's. Bro, I, I, like, I want to like Joe Brady. Sure. And then you look at Joe Brady, and you know you just don't like Joe Brady. Okay, no, no, no. That's that. I disagree. Okay. I, I actually watched one of his pressers this week because I don't feel like I ever heard him talk. I never heard him speak. And and because he looks like, you know, everyone I ever went to middle school with on the west side of Rochester. Yes. Like, I, I just assumed that he was going to be talking about, you know, those Aeropostale and, like, all that stuff. He just got ground effects on his lowered <laughs> Honda Civic. Like, that's, that's that kid, man. He's that kid. Um, He's so, our age, by the way, too. I know, I know. So Which I, makes it worse. Like, it's not even like, like this is like a retro, like fun thing. Like I know this guy. I know 10 of these guys. Yeah. Uh, but my point is that I purposefully watched his presser so that I could get a, so one, I can knew how he spoke and two, like start to appreciate him for the person that he is, as opposed to how he looks and how that kind of uh, air quote triggers me from my childhood. He went to the barber on Saturday night and said, give me the tightest edge up you can. Because he knew that camera was going to be right on his face oh, in yeah. the booth. That yeah, it was. Night. And you saw him high-fiving, you know, LFG and all over the place. Can we talk about the high-five? Because there's that one high-five where you, like, side high-fives. High yeah. But, like, they didn't know if they were going for, like, the dap-up or, like, the straight-up slap. Yeah. And it became, like, a weird, awkward straight-up slap. I'm really glad we're talking about this. Okay. Because I, that's one of my biggest fears, is having a bad high-five in public. But the... The feeling of when you are, I have a good friend, his name is Dan, and every single time, like, we just are on the same level of high-fiving, that it doesn't matter if I go high, he goes low, whatever the case, we are in complete rhythm, and it is just complete symmetry between the two of us. But my wife, however... We can't seem to get good high fives. The woman in you place. have children with. Yep. Yeah. We. Because it's kind. Of, you realize how you make babies and high five. It is kind of a similar process. That's not how it works. So yeah, no, I understand that, and I've been working with her for what it's 13, 15 years now. Okay. I'm trying to perfect our high five. She comes in with the back, like the wrist is oh, like completely back, oh. and it's like whoop, like she's moving the wrist. No, the, 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 for those listening, it, you have to keep the wrist straight. Keep the wrist straight and just watch the connection between the two. You got to see, you know, watch the ball as it as it's coming to you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's my, I don't know where I was going. with No, that. that's great. No, but with like Joe Brady, <laughs> like the, it further illustrates how amazing the job he did was on Sunday because he didn't even have time to get comfortable with high fives with his staff. Sure. Yet he, he managed, had bigger fish to fry. No, but the point is like that should be the easiest thing you do, right? Because there's going to be little high fives all week with the people that are working under you. Mm. He managed to scheme an offense to beat a top three defense of the NFL in a faster amount of time than he managed to master high fives with the man sitting 
sitting directly next to him all game long. It's I don't amazing. Think I don't think you're practicing the high fives. You, I'm going to give him a pass on that. You one. know it bothered him. You know because he saw that clip. You, look, I would have to think even a guy like Joe Brady, who was the passing game coordinator for LSU when they won a national championship, mm-hmm. who was the offensive coordinator for a year and a half in Carolina. Like mm-hmm. you know, he went back and maybe looked for that clip. Of that him had, high-fiving? Uh, well, no, of him, like, after the Bills scored. Because you know people are texting him, I saw you in the booth. You know, he's still a person. These people are still people, right? <laughs> like, he's mom. I saw you in the Rochester press box. His mother. He's the <laughs> offensive coordinator. <laughs> he's the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. One of his neighbors or friends that lives in Buffalo absolutely texted him. <laughs> without question. His uncle. Without just a, question. Just a picture of the TV. Not like a screenshot that he saw online. Just he paused it on YouTube TV and took a picture of the screen and then texted it to a mid-game. You are wildly underestimating <laughs> how normal these guys that play and coach for this yeah, team are. Yeah, probably. I mean, I would be. I would search out my high five in that kind well, of Well, it's not even searching it out. Look, they all have neighbors. Like, Joe Brady probably lives in some, like, rented apartment somewhere, sure. right? Or a townhome. Yeah. So there are people that live around him who he, like, has a beer with every once in a while or, like, talks to him on his lawn and he mm-hmm. has his cell phone in case somebody like hey he's breaking into your house like you know jake from down the street hey man show you a tv screenshot of, like that awful high five coming <laughs> in with his staff member <laughs> can we talk about the animosity between the jets and the bills right now yeah let's please because it seems with the exception of the patriots who are just a joke now yeah then we lost to them complete joke well yeah man it's nfl i'm just i understand it's but NFL. but i'm sorry you got to take like i'm not going to trash any team especially oh, one I'll that we've them. lost they're two to. and nine they're bad. Yeah, they are. They are not a great team, and we lost to them. Oh my god! Why are you such a downer? I'm not a downer. I'm just keeping it real. Well, yeah, we talking for we lost to them. <laughs> we, we, we lost to them. We yeah, did, you, you man. Lost to right, oh, sorry, go lost ahead. To yeah. The Bills and the Dolphins hate each other. Yeah. The Bills and the Jets seem to now hate each other. Yeah. And uh, what happened with Deion Dawkins on the field that led into the tunnel? Let's talk about the on the field stuff first. How did Deion Dawkins pick up that personal foul penalty when he was the one that, uh, I love him laying on the ground, <laughs> pretending he's hurt, and then getting up and waving like he's a puppet? Not even hurt, like completely sprawled out snow angel style. Like, I honestly thought for a second, like, oh my gosh, is he okay? Like, just for a half a second, then I realized, like, he's not going to be laying like that. And then he gets up and he waves to the crowd and all that jazz. Yeah, I guess in hindsight, with what happened to uh, Terod Johnson, Taylor Rapp, and then DeMar Hamlin in the past, maybe lying on the ground not moving <laughs> is a joke is a bad idea if you're a Bills player. Do you think that how the medical staff on the sideline were like, oh, come on! <laughs> not again. Oh, he's just goofing. And what if that happened before Taylor Rapp? And, Taylor, and everyone was like, oh, come on. Wait, Taylor? Oh, but that was it. <laughs> But, that was right. I mean, thank God he's okay. I mean, but what, the way he stood up and then went back down again. That was very scary. But that, anyway, yeah. we, I digress. Again, here comes Debbie Downer Ryan. What? We're talking about Deion Dawkins. No, I, the, dude, the Jets and the Bills do not like each other. Okay, I have a theory. Yeah. That that flag that was thrown uh-huh. was actually going to be on the Jets until Deion Dawkins laid on the ground, got up, and played to the crowd, in which they were like, we don't like that. You we think so? I, I, I can't prove it, and no. maybe I'm wrong. But it's a conspiracy theory because it was – I don't know what he did on that play. He was just finishing the play. It was within the whistle. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I think well, they called it unnecessary roughness, yes. right? Um, I, I, the way I see it and from the um, from the replay, it looked as if it may have been excessive. I don't they think it was excessive. They never call that, though. Like, like, within yeah. the trenches, they never make that call. Well, if it sparks that kind of an out, like uh, issue after the fact, I am truly surprised that there wasn't some kind of offsetting. You know, because wh- wh- what was the guy's name? I forget who it was. Yeah, whoever it was, whatever the Jets player was. Um, but like, he, he, up, he wanted the smoke. You know what I mean? Well, here's here's why I think that. Because if I'm not mistaken, didn't Deion Dawkins pick up two flags further for the rest of that game? Like, there was another on that drive where he picked up, a, I think it was a holding penalty. Yeah. It was like, hey, man. 
said, hey, that was fun. You had a national television. Now you showed up the refs, and they're going to make an example out of you for the rest of this effort. <laughs> I mean, game. it could be. Who knows? All right, but for those who don't know, and Deion Dawkins talked about this in an interview on uh, Sirius Radio the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the game was over, because things were so contentious, Deion Dawkins, in his own words, and I'm paraphrasing, said he didn't want to get on a, get on video in a fight on national television. Said he didn't want to get fined. He didn't want people to think he was that kind of guy. So uh, he walked into the tunnel right after the game was over, hands in his little hand warmer thing to just get dressed and go home. Mm-hmm. And as he was doing that, uh, Jets player followed him, running after him, yelling at him. And there's a video, you can watch this happen, where Dawkins is walking up the tunnel, and he's minding his own business, and you see this Jets player jawing and running after him up the tunnel. And eventually he gets close enough to Deion Dawkins, where Deion Dawkins decides he's going to do something about it, and a fight breaks out in the tunnel at Highmark Stadium. Mm-hmm. Did you see the video? I did see the video. I saw a few different... Um, versions of the video. Okay. But yes, I saw the video. What are you laughing at? Because there was one from the Buffalo Bills, you know, media group or whatever, um, that like had that was at the base of the tunnel closer to this to the field. And that one gave the most detail. There was another one that I think most people is what they saw. That's what they saw. There's another one, however, that I don't think was from Rich Simini, the Jets uh ESPN reporter, mm-hmm. but he did post Tweeted it. it. Yeah. yeah. And it is of someone who I think was local, like New York City media, uh-huh. that's behind where the ambulance normally is. So closer to the exit of the tunnel uh, where the visitor locker room is. And there is a Bill's air quote security guard personnel person who is like standing in front of him and is trying to put his hand in front of the camera. And the, and the guy who's taking the video go, put your hand down, put your hand down. <laughs> And the guy and the young like like maybe 26, 27 years old, like little kid. He's like, no, no, I'm not going to put my hand. <laughs> and you literally you can't see anything about it. Like I was able to put the pieces together because I saw the other video first. OK, but like, why are you sending that one out? It's literally just looks like a bunch of people are just walking around and then you getting into an argument with the uh, with the security staff at, at Highmark Stadium. So there were three things I found interesting about that. One, uh, Deion Dawkins brought this up in his interview. He said, you know, they don't want to fight while we're out there and you have the opportunity. But as soon as you get in the tunnel, you wanted to go, which I thought was a devastating thing to say to the jets michael clemens is the name of the player. okay yeah okay all right two uh in the video you describe with uh that rich samini the jets reporter put out yeah you can clearly see in the foreground right next to the camera zach wilson standing outside the jets locker room almost as if it was locked like it was after a beer league hockey game like he's waiting for whoever's <laughs> waiting for the, the guy's got the key <laughs> come on dave who's come got on. the key Who's got the key? We got to work tomorrow. Dave, I got a shift. I got to get to in two hours, Dave. It's 12 15 on a Tuesday. Let's go home. <laughs> the fight breaks out. You see Zach Wilson look at what's happening, and he just go, he glances and goes back to talking to whoever he was talking to. Like, didn't I don't run. Blame him. <laughs> it's a bad luck, but I don't blame him. Okay, look, I know you lost your job that game. That's the, that's the, the job for the starting quarterback, <laughs> which I am no longer. No, but like uh, Zach Wilson, who was benched in that game, has been getting like a round of applause from New York media types. Like he's more mature and he's handling this better. That now, da, da, da. he watched that fight go down. And I understand you're not going to get in there and start throwing punches, but you know there's cameras in that tunnel. You have to at least make an effort to look like you're going to do something. Uh-huh. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, but no. But the most shocking thing to me, and this goes back to something I've been saying now for the last two years, mm-hmm. and you were like, no, no, yeah. no. You know what I'm going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. The fight breaks out as Jets head coach Robert Sala is walking away from the group. And he's like 10 feet from the group when the fight breaks out. Mm-hmm. You clearly see Jets head coach Robert Sala turn around, 
look at what's happening, mm-hmm. not do anything, keep walking towards walking the dressing right room. Back, yeah. He doesn't get in to try and break it up. He doesn't get in to yell at his guys. He doesn't get in to try and defend his guys. He, the head coach of that NFL franchise that just got their asses kicked, allows his team to continue to do what they do with absolutely no help or reprimand from him. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I I think I'm I'm entirely in the camp that you're in. He's a and, clown. And and he's that you a have clown. been. Um, I, I've heard people saying like the Jets may be willing to move on from him after this offseason. They should if they're smart. But then again, you're just going to let Aaron Rodgers pick who the head coach is. That's a good point. And maybe maybe they are okay with that. You know, who what? knows? Look what happened when you picked Hackett. If Nathaniel Hackett, former Bills head coach, uh, now offensive coordinator for the Jets, was not tied to Aaron Rodgers, they'd have stripped him of play-calling duties three weeks ago. Yeah, maybe. Um, they are so hamstrung right now by the decisions they let Aaron Rodgers make. Yeah, I think that like because of that, but that's also assuming that, like, you know, the Jets ownership with the Johnsons um, would be willing to or are considering like wait, 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 the Johnson optics and Johnson and Johnson, both Johnsons. Um, yeah, they're they're going to keep Salah for another year, if I had to guess. No, At would, least one. More. I'd blow his ass out. I mean, why? I would, would too, but I think they're going to keep him. What's the point of keeping him? Like everything that has happened up to this point with this franchise the last couple of years, because that defense is really good. And he gets yeah. credit for the defense. Yeah. Uh, being really good. And the, I, that's I, that, sorry. Go ahead. You ruined. That second overall pick from three years ago. 100%. You made that pick. You benched that pick. Uh-huh. You had the opportunity to get rid of Zach Wilson and have just a serviceable backup quarterback. Even with Trevor Simeon back Completely there. Completely agree. You don't have the... I mean, Zach Wilson statistically is the worst quarterback yeah. since he's been in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The worst. Yeah. If you had middle of the road to less than quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And there would have been a middle-of-the-road backup quarterback that would have been willing to sit behind Aaron Rodgers after that deal. 100%. Why they did not cut bait and sell on Zach Wilson, I do not understand. Yeah, I, sunk cost maybe, who knows. But, like, yeah, they they didn't obviously didn't want to move on from him. And I don't think anyone is, like, planning for their star quarterback to go down. But at the same time, like, you have to have a redundancy plan in place. But And I don't think the Jets are unique to that situation. I agree. Like, I think the Bills are in the same spot. I so, guess. Are the, so are the Bengals. So are, you know, the the Chargers. Uh, the, so are the, the, the Chiefs, for that matter. I guess you know? the difference is, like, you know, I don't think, let's use in the Bills, for example, Sean McDermott doesn't want walk in like he's got his fingers in absolutely everything he doesn't portray himself as like this tough guy with complete control mm-hmm. right you know Salah does Salah's yeah. the one out there running the stairs before the game and Salah's the one you know like you know kind of sparring with the media and you know hey this is what we do in the room uh, when in reality every decision he's made was just to keep the guys in the room happy which is fine like you sit Zach Wilson last year to keep your defense happy because they're the one doing it well now you've lost all credibility yeah and and also if I, I would say if you're try if you're making that decision to keep people happy, like I understand that like the con or the the idea that Wilson has continued to play is because he hasn't turned the ball over, and then once that door was opened against the Bills, it was then a like single interception. Oh, I, I understand that, but like if he's not losing you games, he, you can't. Uh, okay. That's just the thinking around okay, it because right, I, because I think to your point, if you're trying to make a decision based off of you know the the temperament of the team, anybody that's going to be under center is going to be better than Zach Wilson at Agreed that point. With you, yeah. So I think like he would have made that decision earlier in the season, but who knows all right so uh we'll get later into what joe brady's going to be doing again next week because look man it's easy to play from ahead the whole game writing uh writing bars on the bus <laughs> on his way to uh, his factory job we may see joe brady now have to offensive coordinate from behind because that eagles offense is something oh boy but we got lots of time to get there and in fact the bills are running a gauntlet of games you got the eagles coming up you got a bye week you got kansas city you got dallas and mm-hmm. there's a uh someone in this room 
who's going to be making their first ever trip to Arrowhead coming up Ooh. in a bit of a controversial situation. Oh, controversy. I'll explain everything. We'll do it next. Let's go Duffalo. The Odyssey app. Reach your podcast. situation and oh, look, yeah? it's, it's gonna be fun i don't want to sound like i'm not excited about this but if you are someone who has gone to an away game before you understand there are good situations to walk into mm-hmm. and there are not good situations to walk into and i'm a little bit nervous that this could be a not good situation to walk into right row it's let's go duffalo the odyssey app we meet your podcast his name is ryan duffy hey i'm Hey. My, my name is Pat Duffy. Hi there. Like, subscribe. We love you for all of those things. It really helps us out. It does. The comments are wonderful. Like, hey, hey, guys. This is a show. What's up, guys? Go Bills. All of those things help. Mm-hmm. Uh, in just a little while, uh, we are going to get to everyone's favorite segment, What's Making Ryan Sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is Thanksgiving week. Of course. We will not be having Thanksgiving dinner together this year. No. And there are people who will be looking forward to all of the football on Thursday. Yeah. And there are people, excuse me, who won't be able to watch. There are people who won't be able to watch any of the football on Thursday. Yeah, that's unfortunate. We'll get to it. Sure. And just a little while in here on Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. So uh, I've been very fortunate the last two seasons. Look at you, Mister Lucky. So much fortune. I'm just a guy. Who am I? I'm just a guy. I'm just here on this planet. What the hell are you talking about? You, you know, you just sometimes, you know, you're just fortunate. So I am a big time advocate of if you have the opportunity to ever go, you need to go on the road and watch a Bills game. Totally. And last year I had to go to Detroit for two back-to-back Bills games, which was great. The one that got moved, the Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, my family and I, we did our like once every five year major ass vacation to mm-hmm. London this year to go watch. We flew 5,000 miles to watch them lose. That was something. Yeah. And then uh, just your fault. It was all your fault. Recently, I was invited uh, to Kansas City. Ooh, Missouri. Yep. For the December 10th Bills Chiefs matchup at Arrowhead. Wow. That sounds like fun. You got to get barbecue. So, of course, I'm going to get barbecue. You got to get barbecue. It's Kansas City, Missouri. Right. Missouri. Let's all just remember that it's Missouri. I love how everyone always was like, oh, Kansas City. And I know Kansas City is a big city. Or, uh, you know, big, big. God, look, I know Kansas City is a big city. I know big, it's a big, guys, I know it's a big city. I don't know it's city. not a big city. I understand it's a major city in the Midwest. But just when I hear Missouri. No, I mean, like, look, I've been to Kansas City before. It's nothing to write home about. Okay, so. And if you write home, it's probably a letter Please of- send, me, send me money so I can get out of here. <laughs> Please send money to the Amtrak station. So with every other trip that I've gone on to go see the Bills on the road, you know, it's been me having to cover it, obviously, because I'm going on a trip. This completely came out of nowhere. Uh, You know, I work for a radio station here in Rochester, WCMF. Which one? Oh, okay. Get a pen. Let me write that down. We have uh, a boss we got recently, a new boss's 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 boss. He's out of Kansas City. Big boss. Now, completely out of the blue, like a couple weeks ago, he Mm -hmm. writes me and he goes, listen, uh, I'd love to bring you out to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. the Bills are playing the Chiefs. He's a big Chiefs fan. Oh, okay. Um, he's he's they're flying me out wow. to Kansas City. Uh huh. They're putting me up in Kansas City. They he invited me to the game, and I will be watching the game in a suite with my boss, and I'm assuming a bunch of other people that work for the company that I work for. Wowzers! So first off, I'm absolutely going to hang out with Taylor Swift. Uh, likely, yeah. That would be like, you know, look, you know, I love football. Do you listen to the radio? <laughs> Because I'm on the radio. Well, look, I would think if there's a bunch of radio people there, Taylor Swift has at least, like, poke her head and be like, hey, guys, thanks Yeah, for I bet. Because 
I think the power dynamic is pretty uh, balanced or unbalanced in Taylor Swift's direction. Good luck being a star without the radio now, Listen, baby. you're never going to make it in this town, kid. You want those monies, uh, you want those records be spinning, you got to make it a uh, little bit more lucrative for me, you know what I mean? So I got two little girls, they're 11 and 13. Sure. I can't wait to go watch this game. I've never been to Arrowhead before. I'm very excited to experience it. You know, it's supposed to be one of the best places in yeah. the NFL to watch a game. Right. If I meet Taylor Swift, uh-huh. just to rub it in my kids' face for the rest of their lives, yeah. that I got to meet Taylor Swift and they didn't, that would be by far the best part of this trip. Listen, I am a person who much to my detriment, never wants to speak in absolutes. Okay. Only a Sith works in absolutes. I you get you dork as I dork can tell you beyond all certainty, willing to bet my life on it. You are not going to meet Taylor Swift. You just you spoke it into existence. Yeah, you you're not. It, you just spoke it. It is happening. not going I, to happen. I'm going to get a selfie with Taylor Swift and mom. She's going to be like, you know what? You're, you seem like a really nice guy. Dude. And I'm going to have to call my wife and go, honey, I love you. And you know it. But unfortunately, because it's Taylor Swift, I have to leave you. And I will be all over like Access Hollywood. And you're going to open up the post like page six where all the gossip rags is. You're, like, Who's this bearded mysterious man? And there's me like put my hand out, like trying to cover the camera. But you clearly <laughs> see my face. You know it's gonna. You'd be the third wheel in the thruple of uh, Travis, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift. Look, I, I, I I'm very open minded. <laughs> there will be some ground rules. Sure, of course. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no, you're not gonna meet Taylor Swift, dude. The level of security that's around her uh-huh. and her suite sure. at any given time. I like, know I'm not in her suite. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, like it's, I, it's oh, probably going to happen now. It's a hundred percent probably going to happen now. But I still am willing to bet. Like you're probably you're going to do whatever you can to like show me a picture with like her and like a cutout or like whatever the case. A Taylor Swift fat head on the wall. Yeah, no, no chance that's happening. So but that's exciting. That's uh, fun. Uh, so like initially when I get the invite, I'm over the moon. I'm like, this is great. This sure. is unbelievable. Like, yeah. What are the odds that like this guy's super cool? I'm excited to hang out with him all weekend, you know, mm-hmm. go into this game. This is great. But then when I started to think about it, I realized this is like no other Bills road trip I've gone on before. Yeah. Ever. Because, you know, like when we've gone on the road or like with you or our dad or everything, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of Bills fans with us. Yeah. Or there's at least one other person there that's a Bills fan, so you're there. When I went to Detroit last year, I was there by myself, but there was just this cavalcade of Bills fans There that always is. Traveled, yeah. Right? yeah, for sure. And whenever you're in the stadium, you're going to find people. Whenever you're out walking around, you're going to find other Bills fans, and you can congregate even if you're there by yourself. Even if it's one to a hundred. Like, you're going to find someone. You're going to high-five that guy or girl, and, you know, everyone's going to be happy. In this case, I'm not going to have that mm-hmm. because I was invited by... My boss, yeah. which was super cool, but he's Chiefs Your fan. boss's boss's boss. Boss's 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 boss. And the suite that I'm going to is owned, I'm assuming, by the company that I work for in Kansas City. They broadcast the Chiefs games there off of their station. Sure, sure. So I assume everybody that's in that suite will be Chiefs fans. Yeah, likely. Okay. So what's the protocol here, first off, with my boss? Mm-hmm. Because I've never met him in person. Mm-hmm. And I assume... He will be, along with everyone else in that suite, cheering for the Chiefs. Yeah. I'll tell you what the protocol is. When he hands you his glasses, you need to clean them. If he asks you to hold his hand, you have to, uh, you obviously have to hold his hand. Okay. Um, When he says water, you have to put a bottle of Aquafina into his hand. If it's Dasani, you're fired. Okay. Um, And I also think, like, you're going to have to sit right next to him, you know, wherever he is. When it comes to the game, look, you've watched games with me. Mm-hmm. You know how I get. Sure. I get very into this game. And depending on how the schedule plays out over the next two weeks, 
This could be a massive, massive game. Oh, you're going to get so fired after this game. <laughs> I'm legitimately worried I'm going to get fired after this game. Ryan, Ryan, you know how brutally insulting I can get with someone who wants to run their mouths, especially about the Bills. Well, I think you need to... I think you need to be cool, okay? I don't know if I could be cool, Ryan. Because here's the thing. It's not it's not mean in the go F yourself sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell me where I'm wrong because I don't sure. want to sound like I'm I'm talking about myself. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, go ahead. I'll keep you honest. Here's, here's what I like to do. You're wrong and you're stupid. <laughs> here's what I like to do. I like to find like two or three little things on a person oh, yeah. that I know uh-huh. bothers them as they close their eyes and go to sleep at night uh-huh. and just... Eat them alive with it. Here's the thing. For for those of you who uh, don't have low self-esteem and low confidence, the best, uh, anyone who does have it is sizing you up the moment they see you. And they're finding one or two or three flaws that they can exploit in, in case of emergency. Oh, that's what I do with everyone I meet. Uh-huh. So you, it's it's like that, what is it? Be nice, to, uh, smile to everyone and have a plan to kill them. Like, what was that military <laughs> quote or whatever the case? Like, yeah. So just so you know, that's happening at all times around you. No, but like you've witnessed this in the stadium with me before where I'm like, I'm going to make you want to go home and never leave your house ever again. And it's not voluntary. And I don't do it just to be a jerk. It's only when someone wants to talk bill stuff because you don't insult my team. Right. They're 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 effing around and they're going to find out. (laughs) That's right. That's right. 100%. But but I'm on the road and I'm in someone else's suite here and I'm going to be by myself as a Bills fan. And I'm really, I'm I'm legitimately scared that I am going to say or do something to someone very powerful over the Bills that's going to make a serious negative impact on my career. Well, as much as I hate to admit it, because I don't like to give you compliments. Thank you. I think you have to lean on your, uh, your inherent Duffy charm as best as possible. You mean the charm you learned from me growing up? The charm that is just by. The charm that uh, you picked up by watching the way I'm charming right. as let's, we were growing up together. Let's go with that. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I think you're going to have to lay on the charm and charisma pretty thick. And then, you know, once you see your openings and take them and read the room and then, you know, keep on moving. That's that's how social dynamics work. Okay, here's my biggest fear. Here's you're my- going to say something to him and he's going to like just stare at you and everyone's going to be like... <gasps> Well, no, him I'm not worried about. He seems like he's got a pretty good sense of humor. He also knows because he listens to our show because he's our boss, obviously. Oh, hey, I'm also free. Not this show, you idiot. Oh. The other show, the real show. Wow, Kansas City sounds like a good, like a good time. I wonder show. if there's ability to bring a third person on there. How many rooms are, how many seats are in the suite? Oh, I love Missouri. I think he understands, you know, don't be a jerk because, you know, this guy loves this team like he loves his children. Sure. Right. It's the other people around him that won't know that because I can't imagine that you get a lot of opposing fans in these suites. Well, here's the thing, though. You got to understand where this guy sits on the power structure. You know, if he's boss's 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 boss, if everyone's going to be like catering to his like, oh, yeah, no, that was funny the way you tortured my, uh, you know, my my stigmatism just right (laughs) back there. Yeah, you know, this one tooth is a little bit longer than the other one. That is funny. It ends up bother, bothering me all the time for the rest of my life, and no one made fun of me for it when I was a kid. All right, so let me do a little uh, behind the scenes. And I think you've learned this now being around the business, Ryan, in radio. Around the business. I'm in the business, baby. Being around the business. I'm in that business. All up in that business. Radio people are strange people. Yeah. And I, I'm can also, you, I can tell you that without being in the business. I'm also guessing that there will be other radio personalities in the booth, in the suite with, you know, all of us. Sure. And I could see one of these. Bruce and the Boo Man. <laughs> in the mornings. 
You're about to get scared by the boo. 17-105-9. It's a lot of it's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of numbers. Pause 10 second for station identification. They don't say that. Oh yeah, and we're back. It's a local show. They wouldn't have to pause for station identification. <laughs> They're syndicated. Okay. Like I'm worried like you know, every radio guy wants to be, like, the center of attention all the time. Yeah. Right? And they're going to look at me as, like, you know, the weak man on the totem pole because I'm, like, not from there and doing everything. Right. And I'm going to get so guy who talks like this. Hey, man, what's going on with your bills right now? And I'm going to eat his dinner for breakfast. Wow, and breakfast I'm, for dinner. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to pancake your ass. Everyone always talks about breakfast for dinner, but no one ever has dinner for breakfast. <laughs> Dude, leftovers, you idiot. Oh, that's a good point. We're having lunch for lunch. Okay, I don't know. I just have a bad... I have... <laughs> so stupid. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. It feels like too good of an opportunity. I mean, it's never going to happen again, right? So I have oh, to yeah. go. Especially after this one. But at the same time, no, it could be a career changer. And I don't know if I have the ability during a Bills game, especially one of this potential magnitude, to sit on my hands and not run my mouth. Do you think you're going to be uh, in the running for DJ for the nation and then possibly the earth? DJ for the nation earth? Thank After you for, I eat his dinner for breakfast. Thank you for listening to Earth. This is Patrick. Would you go? Would I? Of course I would go. Alone with a bunch of uh, opposing fans in a suite in a place like Arrowhead. Let me think about that. Uh, yeah, of okay, course I would right. go. Well, yeah, but you're a bucket list. No, it is. That's why I can't wait to go. But you're also a guy who's like, you know, you're soft. So it's, Oh, you, please. You, you just let him say all I'm the things chameleon. about your team. Oh, please. You let them run their mouths about Josh Allen. No way. About Reed Ferguson. They'd say all kinds the of bad things. The long snapper? They'd say all kinds of mean things about Reed Ferguson. And you'd be like, yeah, you know, kind of, probably. Yeah, right. and I would, I would let him have it. You know, take your shots. Do whatever you got to do. And let our teams fight it out on the field. And when oh, the Bills, shut up. And when, when the Bills win. Princeton, Yale? And when the Bills win, I'm just going to be there soaking up. Hey, man, good game. Game. Great game. Um, what if the Bills fun. don't win? Hey, we'll get you next time. Oh, man, Whatever. That would be the worst case scenario. If the Bills don't win this game and somebody wants to be like, hey, 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 I will lose it. I will lose well, it. Well, I'm sorry, man. I think that's where you have to emotionally mature a little bit. Oh, because shut I'm, up. I'm being serious. This is a, a life lesson that I learned throughout my career is that you cannot let the, uh, the uh, actions of other people influence what your response actions are going to be okay. you are in control of your emotions you are in control of how you're going to respond to okay. it you do what you want to do Shut if up. you want to undress him go for it be my guest but know that there's going to be some potential repercussion from that well here's the thing i've, I've been to plenty of road games where the bills have lost and mm -hmm. if i'm around an opposing fan that like knows football i'm okay with that right yeah, like sure i can talk about the game I even can... if it honestly and i'm sorry to cut you off but even if you are adversaries i yeah, i think no, there's yes. a mutual respect for those who understand football agreed yeah so and I, I can laugh about it and whatever we can like talk about what happened like it's not the loss that bothers me it's the people that i know mm -hmm. that don't know the game yeah, that are going to be like, oh, yeah, because Josh Allen like, sucks. He's the worst quarterback in the league. And I have a bad feeling because you know this too, man. There are people that live that go to suites, the sweet watcher, if uh -huh. you will. Yeah, sure. A lot of people that don't know the game, the T-shirt and hat crowd, if you will, mm -hmm. that have the opportunity to go to these suites and they want to act like that. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. But here's the thing. I want to get ahead of this because I have actually received firsthand feedback since the show has started. Oh, please. That people have uh, been. Uh, there are those in my life that are afraid, I will say, of talking football with me because they're afraid that they don't know as much. Or, okay, or that look, I can tell you right now, nobody knows more football than Ryan. I, I think I'm a pretty high football acumen. I think I have a pretty. That wasn't even a correct sentence. <laughs> well, where I wasn't studying grammar, I was studying too high defense. <laughs> you don't know nothing about nothing. I, I'm, but that's my point. Like, I don't want to gatekeep. Like, if I'll talk football with anyone, but 
if it's if it's very clear that like you're if you're taking shots and don't know what you're talking about, that's where I'm going to find some openings and and you know maybe I, you know what no I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get myself out of the conversation no, anywhere anywhere possible. You done? <laughs> Wipe that microphone off. It's got a slobber. Shut up. There is a direct line. Go back to like the type of people you normally see in a suite. Yeah. There is a direct line to how much fandom you have versus the money you make on an annual basis. Is that a fair statement? Um, the more money you make, yeah. the less percent chance you are an actual diehard fan of that team. Uh, that's uh, the upper. Cr- okay. I'll put it this way. The upper crusty or the football fan when it comes to economic status, the less likely you are to want to hang out with that person. That I could. That I can understand. Here's the thing, though, if you were if you are a self-made person and you, uh, you know, started off in the rock pile, so to speak, let's okay, just say that. Sure, sure. And you grew up in that stadium in those parking lots and now you have made your way to the Jim <laughs> Kelly suite, you know, um, I think. But but I don't want to say that, like, oh, just because you're more affluent that like you're not as big of a fan. No, I get it. But that's not usually the type. Of course. No, of course. So so I would. So in that regard, I, I don't think it's necessarily directly tied to your wealth. But I think on the whole. Those who have the money that are just going to the football game because we have there's something fun to do. Yeah, I hope if there's a British guy, so help me God. Yeah, Mark better not be there. <laughs> Here's the other thing I'm nervous about. So I don't know my boss all that well. He seems like a really, really nice guy. He's offering me this opportunity. What, through email? Uh, in Zoom meeting. Hello, Patrick. Six Zoom <laughs> I meeting. hope this email finds you well. <laughs> so... He's a Chiefs fan because I've been like, you know, I've already started kind of like trying to be like, hey, fun guy. I go, you know, he invites me and I go, hey, man, oh, let me know what size you are and I'll bring you a Bills jersey to wear. And he writes me back, almost set on the Bills jersey. I got plenty of Chiefs stuff. L-O-L-O-L-O-L. We're just a couple of guys being dudes. What if he is an in-game talker? Yeah, that's that's the price you pay, man. You're hanging out. It's the blind date. You know, sometimes they're they're not going to order a nap, but you always order a nap. Because, like, I, I don't know what the suites look like in Arrowhead. Um, I don't know if it's, like, one of those where there's seats on the outside and then there's, like, the indoor glass part. But there's always, like... Well, it looks... Well, Brittany Mahomes was able to dump champagne all over the Bills fans, so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's uh, there's some access to those uh, to, to your brethren. Because like if there's seats to sit and watch the game, that's where I want to be. I want to watch the game. Sure. Like, sure, it's great to have you know your own bathroom there. It's going to be awesome to have what I assume is you know a bunch of football. No, probably not free. It's radio. Yeah. But like you know access to that stuff. <laughs> but I will be going and checking that out between whistles. Sure. Right. I don't want to be sta- I don't want to be that guy that's standing in the back having a conversation while the game is happening over my shoulder and I can't see it. Yeah, that's that would be unfortunate. If that happens, that's the worst case scenario because it will literally drive me insane. I would rather sit on my couch in Rochester and watch the game than be in that environment and not watch the game. I mean, that's Burgess Meredith stepping on his glasses in that Twilight Zone episode. Could you have a... There was time now. Could you literally pick... Everybody knows that. Nobody knows that. Everybody knows that. Everybody over the age of 70 listening to this podcast which is zero people know that. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to find someone else to do the podcast with in Kansas City. How about that? People that don't make five references that nobody understands every single but week. But here's the thing. Those who get it, appreciate it even Nobody more. got it. Everyone understands. If you got reference. it, you can tweet at me at Duffy at WCMF and say, I got <laughs> Look at me. This is self-promotion. Would you follow me on TikTok? Would you Duffy on CMF? Stupid. Okay. 
So this guy that would be unfortunate for you though if you had if you weren't able to watch it. you fly all the way out there to yeah. see it in person then you can't watch it because you're talking to some goober. No, that's my biggest fear, right? Like I can handle insulting somebody and then like afterwards being like, "Hey, sorry, man, you were a big jerk back there. I had to do what I had to do." I can <laughs> I can handle going all the way back. Listen, a lot of things were said back there. <laughs> a lot of things weren't listened to when they were coming out of your mouth. I can handle going all the way to Kansas City and watching a game and the Bills not winning. I mean, that happens. You know, it's not going to sure. ruin my week. I yep. will not be able to handle being in that environment. Mm-hmm. It was ranked one. You know. It's right every year one of the best places to watch a game yeah totally right being in that environment having the bills right there this amazing matchup in my face because i've never seen mahomes in person the one game that he came to buffalo was the covid year we couldn't go yep and it's like it would be literal torture to have it right there and not be able to watch it in person that would be tough like 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 my boss who's bringing me out there Mm -hmm. i'm assuming the company's paying for all of this assuming well, like, I, you're gonna get a $10,000 bill. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's coming out of his pocket. Sure. So, like, if he wanted to talk to me during that game and I wanted to be like, hey, man, can we do it after? Is that a rude thing to say? Um, if I would have, I think if you approach it like that, well, yeah. All right, how do I say it? Then? Hey, shut up a minute. That's what I'm not gonna do. <laughs> um, I would, I would find any uh, opportunity to bring it back to the game itself. Oh, game's on. Oh, or, that's the same thing. That's more. Ball. No, 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 that's no. That's more insulting. No, 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 no. I think that is that's you showing your like golden retriever ness of like, oh wait, hang on, sorry, the game's on. Like you are establishing with that person mm-hmm. that you do want to communicate with them, but you are also here to watch the game. And I think if the. Just in my experience, when you open the communication lines oh, like that, it up. does, it turns the conversation to the game itself to where everyone can kind of win. It's a win, win, win situation. You're such a corporate shill. Listen, you got to open up the communication line. We'll put a pin in it. We'll circle back around. How about after the first of the year? Talk, talk to me at Q1, okay? Because it's been a pretty bad fiscal Q4. I'll keep you posted on what the situation is. Please. You realize that this is not your boss and this is uh, Chiefs of Hall, right? <laughs> You gonna watch that documentary? I can't wait. For those of you who don't know, real quick, I mean, who hasn't seen this story? A man who dressed as a wolf to go to Chiefs game, which turns out was robbing banks to fund his ability to go on the road to watch Chiefs game. Yeah, this is that's who your boss is. Uh, we're gonna find out what's making Ryan sad in just a second. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the first year in what two? Bills are playing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> first. <laughs> well, how often do teams other than the Lions that's a good and point, Cowboys actually, play yeah. back-to-back years? No, that's on a good point. But look. American football on Thanksgiving is such an American tradition Mm -hmm. that if you're going to a place that doesn't have it on, you have a right not to go. I think so. We'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. older than any tradition you will have at the place you're going to to have Thanksgiving. Arguably. So if you were to show up wherever you're going to have your meal, and this is not on television, you have a right to leave in that moment. I think so. So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hey! My name's Pat Duffy, and uh, you know, with the big traditional Thanksgiving week, sure. we continue our own tradition. As is tradition. And we figure out what is making Ryan sad. Mm. Why did you do that? Mm. Well, it's hard to feel sad around such a thankful and giving time. Okay. You know, it is the time for thanks. I don't need this. And it is the time for giving. I don't need this. Because it's Thanksgiving. What is making you sad? So, while I am a little bit sad, a little bit sad, that we aren't going to be able to watch the Bills on Thanksgiving because I've got... I'm a little bit sad. 
that we're not going to be able to watch the Bills on Thanksgiving because my body has become just accustomed. To oh yeah, no, they say years. you know it takes a good three years to get out of the watching them on Thanksgiving groove. It is a nice, uh, nice little thing there. Okay. However, what's making me more sad, looking forward to this weekend's game against the Philadelphia Eagles. One of my favorite human beings on this planet is our brother-in-law Shay. Mm-hmm. I think that. Shay, if you're talking human being caliber, he's a he's a ten. He's a good person yeah. on a scale of ten. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, for us to be football adversaries, because it never happened. Like, how often do we play the Eagles? Once every eight years, right? And to be on opposite sides, even though it's just a game, makes me feel really sad mm. because one of two. It's a it's a zero sum game because either the Bills are going to win. And Shay's going to be unhappy and sad. Yeah. Although he's going to say he's happy because he he's happy that we're happy. Sure, sure, sure. Or they're going to win. By the way, thank you for explaining how football works. Yeah. Yeah. That's It's a competition. All right. So here's the thing. I love Shay like a brother-in-law. Um, There was nothing I would love more than for the Bills to win and to rub it in his stupid brother-in-law Oh, you face. are a monster. Look, I'm sorry. Look, your, your team's 8-1. and 9-1. and 9-1 one. One right now. You went to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. I have no sympathy for you. Wow. And they I, won a Super Bowl in the last five years. Yeah, shut up. Shut up, Shay. <laughs> shut up. Fake Shay having this argument, depending on what's going on Can with I, this game. Don't don't talk about Shay like that. Shut Can up. I say, I do. So, um, so can I tell a quick Shay story? Sure. So I walked into his house. Wait, this know, is our sister's husband. Yeah. Um, so, and our, our sister watches, you know, our girls. Um, and I go to pick them up on Monday, I think it was. And I walk in and Shay has gloves on and he's making sandwiches as if he is like a sandwich artist at Subway. <laughs> and he's got the, he's got his hand on the bread and he's slicing the bread all the way through. And like everyone's at the table and he's got all of his deli meats and toppings and all this stuff. He goes, oh, hey, right. Hey, what's going on? Can I make you a sub? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set. You sure? You sure? I can make you a sub. I got all the stuff right here. I can make it for you. Shay is such a nice guy. Uh, so uh, he and my sister got married. Our sister got married. What? Uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah and we yeah. wanted to take Shay out for his bachelor party because no one's going to take him for a bachelor party. So we went to Toronto for the weekend. We went to a Jays game. We just couldn't figure out anything to do. Yeah. It became more of a let's just go get drunk somewhere away from all of our family uh-huh. for the weekend. And you and I are monsters. Yeah. We are monsters. Like we are just going to drink our faces off. We're going to eat our faces off. We're going to go just be obnoxious jerks in whatever city we're in. Especially when separated from our immediate family. Yeah. That's that's how that works. Right. 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 Men. And Shay, I don't think I'd ever been in that environment before. So, like, poor Shay is just trying to be like, hey, man, I'm having fun, too. But there were points I know where I'm looking at him in his bachelor bachelor weekend, and he is wildly uncomfortable. We're just like, ah, ah, no way, no way. I think by after the you peed all over yourself in a gay bar. <laughs> What? Remember when you came out of the bathroom with your pea-soaked pants in a gay bar when we were before the Blue Jays game? Do you not remember that? Wait, no, of course I remember it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I, the time I, I peed my pants in a gay I bar. I didn't pee my pants. You peed your pants in a the gay bar. The pee got onto my pants. I didn't pee my pants. <laughs> we were in we're in this bar, and it was the coolest bar ever, right? But it was very obviously a high-end gay bar that was doing brunch. Wait, What? That was a gay bar? You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. You're joking. With Jerry? Oh, my God. You're joking. Oh, my God. That was a gay bar. That was a gay Yeah, of course it was a gay bar. Did the flags out front and all of the single sex couples and Jerry himself at the bar? Not it's t- downtown Toronto. I thought they were just being allies. 
Wow, that's surprising. So, like, this place was great. Yeah, that was fun. It was really great. But, like, it's this high-end brunch mm-hmm. that we walk into, what was it, Saturday morning? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and so, like, everyone's dressed really nice, you know, and, like, we walk in in our Blue Jays jerseys. We're just drinking our way down Young Street, which is, you know, uh, on our way down to the, the Blue Jays game. Yeah, you got it. And we are already rip-roaring drunk, and it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And Ryan goes to the bathroom and comes out, and you're wearing bird dog shorts. Yeah. Light gray. These shorts that Ryan was not sponsored. super proud of. Like, you kept bragging about your- They're so comfortable. They're beyond comfortable. He's, I need to get pants for the winter. He's doing, like, lunges in them. <laughs> you know, check me out. Check out the bird dogs, guys. <laughs> but they were the perfect color. No wonder why everyone kept coming up to talk to me. They, they were the perfect color to show off all of the urine that you peed onto your pants. Oh, yeah, gray. Like a light gray, too. So, like, the bathroom is on the other side of the bar. Ryan's got to walk through all of these people sitting, having this really nice brunch. We're already being loud and obnoxious as hell uh-huh. in this bar. Just the three of us yeah. on top of everyone else having their wonderful brunches. And you walk out of the bathroom bathroom and i see how soaked in urine your bird dog shorts okay, are you're exaggerating a tad put the music back on because now i'm sad talking about <laughs> this whole thing and shay and i just <laughs> immediately i could i could not stay on my bar stool i was laughing so hard which pissed you off oh, you never peed on your pants before you never peed on it's like the horrific look on all of these wonderful couples faces as they just spent 60 dollars on eggs and you're urinely walking past them drunk listen okay <laughs> listen bird dogs for those aren't that aren't familiar the underpants are built into the pants Okay, so if you are one like myself, who's used to having your underpants be separate from your pants or shorts, it's like it's from going going from automatic to manual. You know, it takes a little bit of an adjustment period. Um, I just happen to be going through that. I stalled out when I was at the bar (laughs) with Jerry. Oh, my goodness. Did you really not know there was a gay bar? No, I swear to God, I did not realize that. How until are you just so now. oblivious to everything? Well, one, we've been drinking all morning. Two, like, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I got, I'm very obviously, um, you know, accepting, I think, at that point, because I didn't even notice. Guys, so. I'm so accepting. I don't even know. I don't see sexuality, guys. <laughs> I don't see it. You know, the rainbow is just a prism of light that our eyes can't really tell anyway, so. <laughs> All right, so it is Thanksgiving week, yeah. which means Thanksgiving football on Thursday, as is tradition. You got Lions Packers, very traditional. You got Cowboys Commanders, very traditional. Yeah. You got 49ers Seahawks, no tradition at all. None whatsoever. So here's No one what, wants to watch that game. <laughs> here's what sucks. And all right, Thanksgiving football is great. Yeah. It's become a big point of pride for Bills fans having played, what, three times in the last five years? Yeah, something like that. All of them wins, also losing a key player along the way in every single game. Yeah, seriously. But I digress. This year, none of the games on Thanksgiving will affect the Bills in any way. Really? There is nothing that can happen in all three of those games that will change anything about the Bills' playoff picture. They're all NFC on NFC matchups. Interesting. Right? That's, Am I uh, wrong? Think no, about I th- it. I think you're wrong. Oh, I mean, there's the Black Friday game. Yeah, we'll get to day. that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. But you got Lions Packers. No, you're right. I didn't realize that. Yeah, not a single second of those games will affect the Bills in any iota. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow, that's going to make for a more relaxing football Thursday. No, but here's the thing. You still have to watch those games, right? Of course. Every second of all of those games. 100%. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Like, the Lions are good again, and yeah. we personally have tradition with that. We used to go to the Lions Thanksgiving Day games with our dad every year mm-hmm. just because my dad hated our family. Sure. 
And I love watching Lions fans on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because for years, having been in the stadium, we know the hatred they had for the general managers and the coaches, right. the ownership group, Fire Millen, et cetera, so they forth. They staged a walkout at halftime when they played the <laughs> Dolphins one year when Joey Harrington came back and beat them as the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's so funny. The Cowboys are good again, and I want to see if Commanders head coach Ron Rivera can make it another week without getting fired. Yeah. And I like watching San Francisco. Real quick, going yeah, back sure. to the uh, the Commanders game. Yeah. Are you familiar that they call Sam Howell Faker Mayfield? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not dude, know it's that. The most, it's the funniest nickname I've ever... Faker Mayfield. Dude, because he looks just like Faker Mayfield. Oh, God, that's awesome. It's so funny. And I like watching San Fran because I want to see if... Brock Purdy is a legitimate quarterback. And I know by now we should probably know if he is or not. I think he is. But he, he did they did lose, what, three in a row? They did. And then he came back after that, that loss streak and put up a perfect passer rating. Yeah, Say but, that ten times fast if you got a P problem. Perfect passer rating, perfect passer rating, perfect passer rating. Good for you. Thank you. Um, no, but they beat bad teams on the way back in, didn't they? Mm, they beat the Cardinals this week? I don't know who they played. It wasn't a fantastic team. And I know again, that. you're playing Seattle, who's not a bad team, but they're not a good team. Yeah, especially, too, if Geno Smith is still banged up on a short week. That's what I'm saying. Remember when they sat a healthy Drew Locke and put hurt Geno Smith back in? <laughs> hurt Geno Smith from the 2013 draft class. EJ Manuel's draft class. Yes, and a second rounder on top of that, too. Yeah. And that's the guy who you're going to start uh, over what, a healthy Drew Locke, who you just acquired in a trade two years ago. Is the Thanksgiving host obligated to let you watch football? Yes, 100%. Because there are some families that don't care about 100% football. Uncle Mike and Aunt Sandy. Because <laughs> we're not going to be having Thanksgiving together this year. You're going to your in-laws' house. Right. Right? Or I'm, I, we're, I'm, we're on my, my wife's family's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your yeah. in-laws' house. Um, like, Yeah, I guess my uncle-in-law. Sure. Okay, fine. I'm sorry, your uncle in what? In-law. So your in-laws' house. My uncle and lawyer. So are they a football family? Yeah, they're okay. big. They are, they're big Bills fans. Like my wife's family never has football on. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if they know that football is on that day. I'm not making a joke. Mm. Like they are completely oblivious to the no football no one's laughing. <laughs> and if I were, because I have gone to Thanksgiving, uh, they're in Delaware. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've gone to a Thanksgiving at their house before. Hi, I'm in Delaware. If I were to ask to put that game on, I think I would catch flack for that. Legit. Really? Yes. What are they watching otherwise? There's they don't nothing? watch anything. Like they're like they want to sit around and be a family. Oh, who's got time for that? Gross. Please. There's 364 other days we could be a family. Put the game on. But like that's why we don't go to Delaware for Thanksgiving. Sure. Um, no. um, one among other reasons. Well, no, but I'm serious. Like I'm I I'm, it's because the screen door factory is closed on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I need to be at a place that is going to allow me to watch these games. I can't do Thanksgiving without access to NFL football. Like, all right, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's say you go to uh, Mike and Sandy's. Yep. Okay. And and they don't want to put the game on. You know, uh-huh. This year, guys, listen, listen, listen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a family. I want to sit together. I want to focus on being together. Yeah. Are you willing to make a big deal out of that? Oh, man. Georgia is looking pretty tired. My one-year-old. I think I'm going to have to bring her back. I think I'm going to take her home and take have her get a nap. Would your wife back you up on that? She would. You think so? 100% she would. She's my best friend. Okay. Shut Take up. that. Shut take that, ladies. Up. Listening to the show. I'm taking. I mean, I think you're too soft to make a deal, a big deal. Out you of think it. so? Yes, 100%. I'll scapegoat my kids all day to get to a Bills game. But you would- well, now that I'm broadcasting it all over this, sto- this stupid show, now I'm going to have to come up with a different excuse. <laughs> No, but let's say they go, hey, Ryan, you know, we don't want to have the game on. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, can we watch the game, please? Please? 
complete. I would like to watch a game. It's you know, it's the it's Thanksgiving. It's NFL football. This this goes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, that would be unfortunate. But you know, it's Thanksgiving time. You I know, like your new blazer. <laughs> like I do think you have a right to look the person who is hosting you in the face and preparing all this food for you, and say. Put the game on, please. First of all, in any, I'm not trying to downplay the hosting of a Thanksgiving. I've done mm-hmm. it before with some friends, and there is a lot that goes on to it. But, but, but you're making the turkey. Everyone else is bringing the sides and the in the desserts. Okay, okay. And yes, you are you are giving us your square footage. Well, they got to clean everything up. Tr- not on, not on Bef- the Messina side. <laughs> no way, friend. Before if there is there. one thing I will say about my wife's family uh-huh. is when the, the the meal is over in any circumstance, you are kissing. It is like so no, dude. Today. It's like, like my brother in law's great. My sister's great. My I swear to God, dude. It's like someone puts on Flight of the Bumblebee and everyone just starts scurrying around and dude. And there's tables and chairs being folded up and Saran wrap going on food like i swear to god it's like a symphony of 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 like cleanup you know contrast that against the duffy side and i'm still cleaning up for my daughter's first birthday (laughs) in all seriousness though like to the people that have these families that don't put football on and refuse to put football on the thanksgiving football tradition is older than any tradition you have going on at that table because it's been what over 75 years now the nfl is played on thanksgiving sure do you want a fun fact do you know why they play football on thanksgiving no why because back in the day radio stations didn't have anyone that wanted to do shows that day Mm -hmm. so nfl teams pounced and they said we'll play this game so you can fill up your radio broadcast wow look at that so after the macy's parade that they would do on the radio which let's think about that for a second (laughs) here comes the Joe Camel. Another ba- <laughs> it's another balloon. It's large and it's full of air. Here comes another balloon. But yeah, they only started playing football on Thanksgiving because they had these massive gaps of radio time they had to fill. That's funny. But like Look at you, Mr. Radio. What no, it's true. You know you're just a radio historian. Actually, no, I got that watching television a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> the Radio History Museum. So for the first time ever, uh this year, there's a new game this week for the NFL. And mm-hmm. it is a game that impacts the Bills, the first ever NFL Black Friday game. Ooh. There is some football and it's gone. The Friday it's on is black. You hear all those uh, Rolling Stone cover songs over the the promos for the game, right? Just me? All right. Jets versus Dolphins, <laughs> Amazon, 3 o'clock on Black Friday. Before we get into that, can I yell for a second? No. Go ahead. Amazon is the worst broadcast by far of all of the broadcasts. Dude, Hell Michaels does not give a SH. So there's that. Uh, you got the fact that the woman who hosts the pregame show admitted last week that she just makes up reports on the sideline. That, that was her? That's her. Oh, okay. That's I didn't her. see it. Not, she's not the sideline reporter. She's the host for the pregame show. Okay, I was going to say. and But at one point she was the... Wait, are you sure? I thought it was the Fox person. No, I thought it was the woman who works for Amazon. Let's... I, I'm, I, I, Almost I, positive. Okay, either way. Let's just say whatever the case. But I did see that I didn't... Just to be fair... I did see that that person put out a rebuttal. I did not read yeah. that rebuttal yet. <laughs> so, but here's what but I. But I'm think. just saying, like, I, but to your point, like, there was, uh, you know, an expose or whatever the case of like she just made up comments. She about, said it. It's what she said. I would make up. No, she didn't yeah. make up comments. She said she would make up things to say when the coach didn't give her anything. Yeah, like filler stuff. But, and, like, but I just, I just want to say, like, I don't know if that's the the woman that's on Thursday Night Football. I thought it was a Fox analyst. Maybe she previously worked for Fox. I don't know. But either way, just go ahead. None of this matters. If I'm watching an Amazon game, 
it gets pixelated and slows down every single week. And it's the Dude, only call one. your ISP. No, it's not because I have YouTube TV. You've been here to watch it. It works just fine. It's the only streaming service because I get in late on all of the Amazon football games. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the later you get in, you get put like behind everybody else watching it. Quality of service, baby, for all my networking folks out there. I am so excited for Black Friday football. Mm. So excited. Are you? Oh, uh, yeah. It's I, I was when I was putting my daughter down to bed last night, I said to her, there's a lot of football this weekend. Yeah. We got a lot of football we, going on this weekend. You got weekend. three Thursday football games for the NFL. You got mm-hmm. Black Friday and a bunch of other college football on Friday. You got Michigan, Ohio State on Saturday. What are you making that face? It's Fine. the war, man. College football doesn't do it for me anymore. Okay, look, I don't. I'm not going to make an appointment to watch most college football games. I make an appointment to watch Ohio State, Michigan, especially this year with everything going on. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that is that, that should be a good game, and I think that's that's nice that it's on that. That's on Saturday, right? Yeah, that's on a Friday, third yeah. Saturday of every November. Got it. Um, I didn't realize it was that much of a tradition. It's um, over a hundred years. Oh wow, awesome, cool. I didn't realize it was. I I must have gotten in a hundred and one years ago. Open up a book sometime. And right, read. it's in a book. It, there's several what, books. Encyclopedia Britannica. Strictly about that rivalry. Several books. I don't got time for that. Um, I'm into self-help. So um, uh, when's that going to kick in? <laughs> it's all about just accumulating all of these tactics and then putting them into place. Uh, yeah, no, I um, I'm college football just doesn't do it for okay, me. But anyway. but I I think that like there's no denying there's an influx of football this weekend. My crazy prediction yeah. of the week. You ready? Yep. The Jets get the Dolphins on Friday. I hope so. It'd be great. So it's seven and a half. The Jets D is embarrassed after what happened against Tim Buffalo. Boyle. <laughs> You're rallying around a new quarterback for the Jets. I mean, it, well, it, do you think they're going to activate Trevor Simeon and put him as the backup? Yeah, because uh, Wilson's three. They announced it this week. Yeah. But he's going to dress as the third. Or he will be on the sideline as a third quarterback. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't get it either. Interesting. Why activate? Why not just release the kid? Honestly, at this point, yeah. I mean, like, what? No one's gonna claim him. You no one, him and put no on your one is gonna squad. claim him. No one's gonna claim him. Okay, but like the Jets D is embarrassed after what happened in Buffalo. They're not gonna let that happen back to back weeks. Totally. You are railing around a new quarterback, even though it is Tim Boyle who has what a <laughs> he has one. Does he have an NFL win? I d- couldn't tell you. The Dolphins are not world beaters. We've seen that. In fact, they struggled to beat that Raiders team. Granted, they are a better team than what we saw when they came to Buffalo. Yeah. And the Jets, let's not forget, with Zach Wilson at quarterback, did hand the Eagles their lone loss this season. Mm-hmm. It's not the most crazy thing that could happen. Yeah, no, definitely. And where is the game? Is it in uh, New I Jersey? I think it's in Miami. Is it in Miami? I could okay. be wrong. I know that four of their last five games are at home, but I'm not sure where the game is on Friday. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, we got to come back and get into this Bills-Eagles game. I've got a good feeling, especially after what happened against Kansas City the other night. Oh, yeah? And I'll tell you why. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey App, Beach Podcast. Not as important as that game on Sunday against the Jets. Yeah. But you'd really, 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 really like to have it. I want it. Give it to me. I want it. Let's go, Duffalo. The Odyssey app. We get your podcast. Ryan Duffy. His name is Pat Duffy. Hi. No, I'm sorry. What, is your, are your headphones not working? Oh, it just sounded quiet. It's all. Are you good? I'm fine. Are you okay? Well, I don't know. Is that better? I think. Yeah, no, that's good. Sure. Better now? There it is. Okay. Bills versus Eagles. <laughs> Live production, <laughs> editing, etc. so forth. Sunday, it's the uh, second straight 425 game. I hate 425 games. We've talked about this. It's the worst thing in the world. Uh-uh. I'm sold on 425. And I'll tell you exactly. You want to know why? 
because yes, it's a little bit later in the afternoon, but I get to prime myself with a little bit of football and it's like a fake primetime game, especially later in the season or like kickoff at 425, the sun's down by five o'clock mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like a primetime game and it's also like seven o'clock when it's over. All right. So here's why you enjoyed the Jets one. First of all, that game didn't end. The Bills Jets game didn't end until this week's Thursday night football game was over. You heard <laughs> what who was, it was Romo who was like, this game is like almost half a quarter running longer than the other 425 game. Yes. The on. game that had started. Yes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Here's why you loved Thursday or uh, 425 football last week. Got that. The Bills got so far ahead that you were able to throttle down with a full quarter left. That's it. That's, I mean, fair point. That's not going to happen this week against the Eagles. Probably so not. So your adrenaline will still be cranking at 7.30 when the game is over, so you're not going to bed till midnight. Mm, I mean, I won't be going to bed till midnight anyway because I'm going to watch Sunday Night Football. Okay, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. So far, my my experience into 425 thus far has been pretty cool. Let's see if it continues into... The, the Eagles game and then also into the Chiefs game. So, All right. so we waited uh, to do this podcast initially because we wanted to see what happened with the Chiefs Eagles Monday Night Football. Yeah. And were you surprised by that outcome? Eagles going in uh, Arrowhead and getting that win? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Eagle, but, the, the, the Chiefs self-destructed, dude, man. I mean, sorry, man. Like what? That Travis Kelsey uh, peanut punch? Like, that, yeah. I mean, dude, like that couldn't have. That's a, such a heads up play by the defense. Two red zone mistakes by your two best players. Travis Kelsey fumble and that awful interception in the red zone by Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, is turning over the ball at the same clip as Josh Allen is, and nobody's talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that, too, Like um, the and, and has more touchdowns, too, by the way. Josh Allen. Josh Allen yeah. does, yeah. Um, yeah, but then also, too, the drops obviously came into play. Watson had a, a huge drop. Yeah, what's like, that went like? right through his hands. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shut that, up, NFL. What was that? Uh, that... Um, uh, MVS drop in the end zone, which I don't think was a gimme. Don't get me wrong, but it hit bro, him in the hands. He bro, was full extension. Bro, bro. You gotta don't get me wrong. You gotta come down with that ball. Seven to ten yards away, hundred percent. Like you, you have to come down with that ball. But at the same time, I don't think it was as easy as like you know, just like a muffed, you know, like over the shoulder drop in ball. That, he was full sprawl. No, there's no. He was. He wasn't. He was still moving. He dropped it in the bucket. In the bucket there. No, I'm saying MVS had to run, like reach out a little bit for it. Yeah, that's how football works. Of course, I'm just saying it wasn't as easy as like a, a it was a drop don't get me wrong it counts as a drop and you got to catch that but okay still the eagles winning on monday night helped the bills out a ton yeah and not only in the standings because this is the most insane part of what's going on here the e the chiefs have been the toast of the afc all season long and i know that the ravens are playing really well mm-hmm. the jaguars jaguar uh, they're not the team that I think people wanted them to be when the season started. I know their record looks really good, mm-hmm. but they're shaky. I know we saw what happened against Buffalo, but you also have, that's the game you lose Matt Milano. That's a lose game you lose uh, Dequan Jones. Yeah, yeah, all of those players. Despite this up and down season the Bills have had, mm-hmm. and Bills fans ready to write them off, they're a game and a half behind the Chiefs right now. Yeah. yeah. They're a game and a half behind the Chiefs, and you see them heads up in three weeks after a bye. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I know that we're doing a lot of projecting here, and a lot would have to happen, but Bills fans are feeling good after seeing what the offense did against one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. If you manage to beat the Eagles on Sunday, and you go and you get the Chiefs, all of a sudden, not only are you talking about a division, you're talking about a potential top two seed in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, don't get me. Yeah, I mean, or at the very least, the division is is well within. Oh their, no! Right now, grasp. the division is within their. Grasp. It's well within their grasp. Okay, look yeah. at the, the. Do you know what the Dolphins' final three games are? 
Uh, I know the Bills are one of them. Okay, so you have the Bills last game of the season. That's mm-hmm. gonna that has massive potential. Was that the Titans? They, no. they have well no. the Titans they do play it. The last three games of the season for the Dolphins mm-hmm. are the Cowboys, uh-huh. the Ravens, uh-huh. and the Bills. Oh wow, bummer. All you Thoughts have some prayers. All you have to do is stay within in reality three games of the Dolphins before the final three weeks. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Like Miami are not world beaters. No, we've seen this. No, definitely not. Yeah. Then we'll say it again because this is my favorite statistic of all time, and I'll keep saying it until it changes. The Dolphins have not beat a team over 500 since week three of last year, and that was the Bills, in that everybody got hurt. It's a thousand degrees game. Yeah. And at that point, like over 500, it's week three, dude. Like what? You had more than one win at that point? Yeah. Like, come on. Okay. Over 500 doesn't mean anything before week four. So, talking about this Eagles game, their offense is good. Yeah, very good. Really, really good. Mm hmm. We also know that the Bills' offense is good sometimes. <laughs> well, no, they looked really good the other night. Yeah, totally. All right. Joe Brady, the new offensive coordinator, showed that he is really good at calling a game from ahead because he had mm-hmm. the lead every minute of that game against the Jets. Yep. The new test for him, and we can assume unless something crazy happens, can you call a game where you are keeping pace mm-hmm. or playing from behind? Yeah. Because as great as this Bills defense has been performing, and again, a massive round of applause to the players in the depth there and Sean McDermott and his system, because what they are doing is not statistically possible. You would have to think with the injuries that have piled up, we got the injury report, we're taping this on Wednesday, both Dane Jackson and uh, Taron Johnson did not practice today. Got it. They're still in concussion protocol. Yeah. Taylor Rapp, did not practice, although he said he could go. I saw that, yeah. But Taron Johnson going down is a, is a big one. Yeah, especially against a team like the Eagles. Yeah. You may have to go shot for shot with them all game long. Yeah. Can Joe Brady do that? I mean, who knows? I think they could. I think the Bills in general can do that. Okay. I think so. Are you getting your hopes up too high on this guy because he had a great opening performance at home? No, I think that um, that the Bills' offense, the the skill players that we have on offense, have shown that they could do it with, with between three different offensive coordinators. So uh, yeah, no, I think they could. They you went could. shot for shot against Miami, and I know we just talked, you know, junk about Miami. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they're not the Eagles, but they. Uh, I, I understand that. But at that time in the season, like we went shot for shot, like we didn't get a, a three and out or any kind of like offensive stop until we stopped them. You know? No, I get what you're saying. So, yeah, I think they could do it. Any mistake is going to be magnified times a thousand. One hundred percent. Like this is going to be one of those games where you have to play offensively perfect yeah. football. Yeah, this isn't going to be like the Lions game this weekend where uh, this past weekend where they were what minus three or four on the yeah. turnover battle and ended up squeaking one out. No, you're absolutely right. And well, I mean, the Bills it seems can't win games where they're on the minus turnover battle this season at all. What's well, like if they're if they're minus one. They they still have a pretty okay record if they're minus two, like they're oh and like a hundred. No, I mean that's what scares me this week. And again, I want to give Joe Brady his flowers. He did an unbelievable job in his first week with the short thing there. But to go on the road and have to now call what we will assume is going to be a perfect offensive script is a tall ask. Yeah, totally. Tall ask. And what do you think about and obviously he's in the booth. Like, what are your thoughts between him and the booth or on the sideline? I like the booth. Same. Okay. I want you to see I want you to see what's going on. Yeah. And I know that there's that relationship argument, but I mean <laughs> I mean, Nathaniel Hackett was on the sideline all season. He went they made him go up in the booth. I think Sala just didn't <laughs> want to hang out with him anymore. Probably. Listen, you go upstairs. I'll be down here. I, I have a good feeling about this game. Mm-hmm. But I'm also worried it could be a mirage because I got so excited about the offense last week. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's there's always the possibility there, but 
I think there's also the possibility that this was the spark that the Bills needed to really kind of bring themselves See, out of that. Now we're long. starting to sound like uh, Bills fans in the drought again. Could be. Here, we got that win. I mean, look. So, you know, we just need uh, Miami to lose two and a half games and then uh, the Bengals to lose out, the Ravens to lose out, and then the Chiefs to lose out, and then we're number one overall in the AFC. It's not unfathomable. So, but like, think about this, man. Like, I want to believe what you're saying. Yeah. I want to believe what you're saying. Yeah. But it's also possible that three weeks from now we look back and go, yeah, of course we beat the Jets. They're one of the worst teams sure. in the league. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You should have hung 30 on one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. But no, but not on the defense, man. Okay, like, I'm right, sorry. Like, I, right. I, I really think that, like, like, yes, I don't think you're going to put up um, a, a less than 10 points against any team for the remainder of the schedule, you know, or you keep them to 10 points. That is. But yeah, I think like I, the Jets defense is really good. So if we're able to put 30 on them, granted being plus three in the turnover battle, like I understand that's helpful. But so here's the weirdest part of this game this weekend. When you're ranking offense, defense, sacks, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. the Bills' offense is statistically better than the Eagles' offense. Interesting. The Bills' defense uh-huh. is statistically better than the Eagles' defense. Yeah. Uh, the Bills have more sacks. The Bills have more turnovers. Which is funny because I feel like there was that long drought of zero sacks, zero turnovers. They're still, what, second in the league, third in the league in total sacks? I mean, they were getting in the quarterback. You forget, man. There were six, seven sack games like on a consistent Yeah, they put basis. Sam Howell down like nine times. Nine times. Nine times. So Faker Mayfield. <laughs> on paper, this is a game you not only could, should win. Mm-hmm. The question is, can it all come together? Yeah. And if they win this game on Sunday, if they go out, that is the beginning of the run. I think so. Yeah. It's exciting. Okay. With that being said, uh, the game opened with the Bills as three and a half point dogs. Mm-hmm. That line has moved today to three. Ooh. So I don't know if that's going to turn into a pick em, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's almost there. In all reality, because two and a half is home field field advantage. advantage, I mean, Vegas thinks these teams are even. That being said, shut up. We're going to have a new game where you have to drink. Everybody knows what that means except for you. If you're over 21, drink whenever you hear Pat say Vegas. Let me say this again. That means the bookies seem to think these teams are even. But then again. Now you're actively trying not to say Vegas. The bookies also uh, had the Bills, you know, as massive favorites in six straight games. And well, minus... Cincinnati. Yeah. And they couldn't cover any of them. So. Right. All right. Ryan. Patrick. Do the Bills win? And if not, do they cover the three points against the Eagles? Strap in baby diapers. You ready for this? Bills are going to win. You picked them to lose against the Jets last week. Oh, yeah, you're right. And now you're picking them to beat the Eagles. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, conundrum. Like, you're Ooh, you go such, first. You go you're first. such a Bills fan. <laughs> you're such a Bills Excuse fan. Excuse me, I wear my heart on my sleeve. No, but like last week, I don't think they can do it. I don't think they can beat the Judge. I did it. I mean, Dude, look at the body moon. of evidence. I mean, show me, Moon, man. And then this week. I was, and they showed me. They the showed me real well. The team in the league that has one of the most potent offenses. No problem. No problem. Blow that win for the Eagles. Why do you think they beat the Eagles? I think because I think that there was the exact spark that they needed against the dynamite defense this past Sunday. Um, so I think that they're going to carry that. I feel that they got their mojo back. They got their groove back. Uh, Josh Allen uh, thinks that he is expletive back. <laughs> um, I think that this is uh, this is the beginning of something new. All right, so the Bills are going to walk into the bye with a win mm-hmm. and then go to Arrowhead and get a win against the Chiefs, and all of a sudden you're 8-5. and five. 
and you're in second place in the AFC after the Dolphins lose to the Jets on Black Friday. Rock and roll! I got so, bro, I thought the Raiders were going to get the Dolphins Same. Last week. Oh, I, I man, so same. I got so excited. I got so excited. Aiden O'Connell with his stupid mustache. Oh, you're talking about Wish Derek Carr? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you maybe next week. Are we doing a show on the bye week? Sure. Okay, Ryan says we are. Great. Sure, I'll do a solo show if you don't want to do it. No, nope, we'll do it hey, together. Hey, everybody, this is the bye week show. The Quiet Store with Ryan Duffy. <laughs> uh, his name is Ryan Duffy. Bye. My name is Pat Duffy. Like, subscribe. Tell us we're beautiful. We really appreciate it. And you can find us on TikTok at let's.go.duffalo. All right, we'll see you again next week. But before we go, one more time. Happy Thanksgiving and go Bills!